Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I am Tyler Walzak, and I am here... With Puya Ricey. We're going to talk all things Super Bowl. This is our last episode of the season. So, unfortunately, you may not hear our voices for a while. Um, but before we start about talking about the Super Bowl, I have beef. I got beef with the writers that select the Hall of Fame because it is the second year in a row that Devin Hester, Chicago Bear return specialist, was not um, – was not – Included into the Hall of Fame, and it's inducted. 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 That's the word I was looking for. Thank you very much. Inducted into the Hall of Fame. This is a tragedy. This is a betrayal beyond all beliefs, and I won't stand for it. I I don't know why this guy wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I know the argument they make. They say because he's a receiver and he was a subpar receiver. But who cares? Spanning. I know. I get it. Like they're they have a position of the uh, kick returner or whatever. That is kind of a position. It's a special teams position. So, And that's one of the three parts of football is special teams. And this guy was the best to do it of all time. 14 punt returns for touchdowns. 14. The second best player only has 10. Throw in five kick return scores, and he has 19 combined kick and punt return scores are the most in league history. Um, he was on the NFL's 100th anniversary all-time team. He was a member of the 2000 All-Decade team, the 2010 All-Decade team, three-time first, three-time first-team All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowler. I mean, the guy should be – he should have been a first-ballot Hall of Famer. It's insane to me that he didn't get in the second ballot. Um, to me, it almost ruined the entire Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, no, I, I'm on his side. I think he should be. I understand the argument they make against him. I don't but, understand it. But I still disagree with it. Like, who cares if he was a subpar wide receiver? Like, he was – that wasn't his position. He was a kick returner. That was his position. If you have a Pro Bowl position, yeah, that you, that's a slot in the Pro Bowl, that position, and he filled it, that's a position. Yeah. He was the best at that position. That's the end of my argument. Like I, it just it makes no sense to me. I don't, I don't get it. I'll never get it. And it's it'll be completely like a complete tragedy if he never makes it in because of that. That's bullshit, really. Yeah. Um. But we won't even need to talk about the other guys because <clears throat> I'm just gonna keep going back to Devin Hester because it's, that's all I cared about. Um. All right. Did you enjoy the game? Did you like the game? Did you have fun in the game? Did you watch the game? I did. I thought that was one of the best Super Bowls, if not the best Super Bowl. I have seen one of the best football games I've seen up until the end. And I, was, yeah. I don't criticize the Chiefs for making it a boring ending. That's tactically what they would have, any team would have done given the circumstance. But as just a fan who was to enjoy the game, it was kind of a downer ending. It was the worst. And it was like, it's like you're watching the best movie of all time. And then you walk out of there going, that was such a shitty ending. And yeah. I don't blame the Chiefs either. Like, they obviously did what you should do to win the game. Like, all the way down to McKinnon, um, instead of running in the end zone for a touchdown with a minute 30 left, he goes down in the one-yard line. They can just knee it out, knee it out, knee it out, and then exactly. kick a field goal. But my problem is the referees decided this game again. One of the best – you were not wrong. One of the from, – from the national anthem until the last two minutes, I say up to the, about the two-minute warning – 
probably the best Super Bowl, one of the better Super Bowls of all time. And then a referee had to decide it to win the game is just the like, it's just a shame that Kansas City, if that call, which the, here's the problem with that call, that that play was happening all game and it wasn't being called all of a sudden to have something that probably is a penalty just get called at the end doesn't make sense to me. You either call that that exact play all game or you don't call it at all. And then you definitely don't call it when it's the most important play of the game for Kansas city, which they would have had to kick a field goal with probably about 45 seconds to a minute left. And then Philly would have had an actual chance to get a field goal to take it into overtime. Instead, what happened was the penalty gave them a first down and then they went, uh, Kansas city was able to run the clock down get a field goal. The Eagles never had a shot to, to come back and tie well, it up. That's what it is. It's just that inconsistency. And yeah. I'm not saying that Kansas City wouldn't have won. I'm not saying that they robbed Philly of the win. But for just the fans' sake, like us, they took away what could have been one of the most exciting finishes to a Super mm-hmm. Bowl. That's it. They were robbed of that. Like they, Kansas City very well could have just, you know, with a minute left, they kick the field goal, they go up and – they stop the the Eagles and they don't come through and get another field goal to tie it or to win it, get a touchdown or whatever, right? Yeah. It, it was, was a penalty. Dramatic. He yeah, even admit the player even admit. Yeah, he tugged his yeah. jersey. It was it was a penalty, but like you're right. Yeah, it's inconsistent. And that's the whole problem with the NFL is that you can call a penalty whenever you want to kind of just change the flow of the game. Yeah. And you're right. Bradbury at the, the guy who took the penalty at the end of the game said, Yeah, listen, I did, I held him, but I was doing it all game. They were letting it go. So like, essentially I, I took the penalty thinking that they weren't going to call it today. And unfortunately for everybody who was watching the 113 million people or 130 million people, whatever it was that were tuned in at that time, got one of the biggest letdowns in a Super Bowl game. Because imagine if that game had finished with drama instead of just running the clock out. It would have oh. been unbelievable. Exactly. Unbelievable. Now, do we congratulate ourselves on our Super Bowl victory that we made it to the Super Bowl without getting cut? Like as in dropped by the network? As in dropped by the network. Uh, Yeah, I think we congratulate ourselves. I yeah. mean, they haven't signed us on for another season. I have not gone to contract talk, no. No, no one's even reached out to me saying that we should do this again. They're probably just hoping that we kind of like end this episode and then just fizzle out, peter out, and then never hear from us again. Well, for all we know, they've hired two new guys for next. That's true, but can they yeah. steal the name, the naming rights of the show? No, is it? There? We, I guess it's all theirs, right? I don't know. Did we buy any merch? Like, if we have the merchandise with the naming rights, when we show up to court for the battle, like if we're wearing it, it'll so look we, better on our side. We should just buy out all the merch, <laughs> and then no one else can buy it. So therefore, we can say it's ours. I think so. We own one hundred percent of the, the property. As of now, I don't know if we own any of it. No. I uh, No. I don't even have a contract <laughs> for this season. Um, no, yeah, that's right. That's that's absolutely right. We kind of just walked into this. Um, who knows what that's going to happen. But let's talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. Um, because all we wanted in the last episode, all we wanted to say was don't let the referees decide this game. And then they did. But like from the beginning to the end, like – Jalen Hurts could have been the MVP of that game. It was given to um, Mahomes, but Jalen Hurts easily could have been the MVP of that game, even though that team lost. He had four touchdowns, like 70 yards running, 
he had like over 300 yards throwing or something like that. Like it's he, it's crazy. He had a crazy. Can I give my little rant? Yeah, go, go give my little rant. rant on that. So, one thing I appreciate is that both teams, not just the quarterbacks, but a lot to do with the quarterbacks, they answered back at every opportunity. Yes. And how much I've, you know, we've been praising Jalen Hurts from the get go. And what I loved about watching him in that game, Mahomes obviously was a little more hurt. He's a little more experienced and just the way his team plays. He played a little more conservatively and it was very effective for his team. He got the win. But what, the way Jalen Hurts played, like for a guy who was criticized, benched in uh, college, uh, you know, he had a bad first year and coming into this game, I guess somewhat of an underdog. Yep. The confidence he played with just throwing those bombs to his receivers. Yes, he was. They were out of nowhere. Like yeah. going for 40 yards, going for 70, going for the big shot every time he stepped onto the field. Like that, he was playing with confidence. And they were mostly Thoughts working too. Oh, they were mostly – most of those were completed passes. Like first, like just the scoring summary, Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown, followed by uh, Pat Mahomes passing touchdown, followed by then a Jalen Hurts um, rushing touchdown. And then Jalen Hurts had that fumble, which was crazy. Like nothing happened. He just fumbled the ball himself. And at that moment, I was going like – Oh shit! Like, is he gonna lose all his confidence? Is he gonna turn into a different player the rest of this game because of that mis- one mistake that he's made at the biggest time in it's his in his career? Nope, wrong. Comes back, rushes for another touchdown. Then as they got a field goal, Isaiah Pacheco, who also had a huge game for the Kansas City Chiefs, who looks like a guy that will be in the league to stay for a while, um, scores a touchdown. Then a Jake Elliott field goal, and then this is the fourth quarter. Mahomes passing touchdown. This is the problem is the Eagles didn't return a score at that moment. And then Mahomes passed for another touchdown. And then Jalen Hurts ran for another touchdown. Um, and then so obviously Bucker with the final. My kick. question for where it went wrong for the Eagles. That loss of possession on the fumble. Was that one opportunity missed a score that would have kind of offset the back and forth? It wasn't exactly back and forth, but it was close enough. No, they still at the, the, yeah, go point toss. Or was it the coin toss that yeah. the fact that the Chiefs got the ball at in the second half and they just used that advantage perfectly with their experience of uh, their coaching, uh, playing the clock, playing the timing of the game, led them to be in that position at the end. Like it came down to so little of whoever had that possession near the end there was probably going to win that game. Well, 100%. And that's why that's why it's such a shame that the referee ruined that chance for the Philadelphia Eagles to have a minute left on the clock to come back and win the game because they were doing it all game, all game. They were just rushing down the field or running down the field or throwing down the field. And like they had 302 passing yards and Mahomes only had 182. Like that's they out. They had more yards than the Kansas city. The Eagles had more yards than the Kansas city chiefs in for like the whole game destroyed them in passing yards. Uh, Kansas city did have a little bit more rushing yards, but like fourth down efficiency, two for two, third down efficiency, 11 for 18 and like 11 for 18. They had 18 third down, third, three third downs, and they got 11 of them. That's pretty crazy. Kansas city only had eight for eight third downs, which is a little nuts. The Philly had 25 first. It's like it's, they outplayed them in every statistical aspect of the game. And they still weren't, they got cheated out of having the ball with a minute left, a ball with the minute left, the way that Jalen hurts is playing. That could be, it's easily a field goal to go into overtime, but that could have been a touchdown to win the game. The way he was thrown, like you said, just down the field. Yeah, for sure. And at even okay, so after this game, during the interviews, you know who I did not like? 
way I actually turned it up to kind of hate a little bit. Who's like, yeah, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. His yeah, name T- is T Kelsey. Yeah. Travis Kelsey. What the fuck was going on with Travis Kelsey at the end of that game? Like, why was he acting like the biggest underdog that's ever time been out. underdog ever? Timeout. I gotta call timeout. You had the Kansas City Chiefs at the beginning of the season finishing dead last in the division. You, exactly what he called out, you had them pegged as they were counted out. There's no way they're repeating a Super Bowl. There's no way they're winning the division. They are a trash team. They lost Hill, and they're going to be garbage. I kind of muttered, well, I don't know. They've still got Andy Reid as a good coach. And No, you, exactly everything he predicted, that was bang on accurate of how you described them at the beginning of the season. Time in. I don't think that I said all that. Did I say all that? I don't remember saying all that. You said all that and more. Yeah, but we're nobodies. We are nobodies. Why is like professional professional podcasters were saying this stuff? Maybe, but I don't think they were. Also, they were 14 and like they're first in their division. So once you get into the playoffs, isn't that like, and then you're the first ranked team in the AFC. Doesn't that go away? Are you no longer the underdog? You're the favorite, right? So you can be the underdog at the beginning. I called them the favorite going into the game just from experience and, you know. For sure, but at what point does an underdog to start the season become, like, and then become the favorite? At what point does that underdog mentality go away? Because you, like, Travis Kelsey as a favorite going in, one of the two teams favorited to go into the Super Bowl, like, as the playoffs started and win the game, probably the Kansas City Chiefs, and then maybe the Bills, Bengals were the, like, other two, and Eagles. So you're one of the four teams that you could argue were favorites to win the Super Bowl at that time. Like you just look like an asshole coming out saying like, no one believed in us is bullshit, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like screaming during someone else's interview. They're interviewing Mahomes and Travis Kelce just came out firing. Well, maybe that was directed at the mayor of Cincinnati when he called the Burrowhead. Well, that he already yelled about that though. He got that the week before. You're right. You yeah, right. that the week, week before, before, like two weeks before, yeah. I just that made me that made me like I was like what are you doing dude like you're just making a fool out of yourself I thought that way anyways like still the best tight end probably ever played the game but he made a fool of himself and he doubled down he doubled down later when they interviewed him on the podium what happened to him in the first first half he was great scored a touchdown he was getting some wide open passes he always does he kind of disappeared in the second half like he wasn't really I don't know maybe he was blocking I didn't really pay attention to that but he wasn't really getting any receptions. He wasn't getting any looks. He kind of no. disappeared a little bit, no? He did. He had. I what think he only there? had three catches in the second half. He only had three catches. And I think what they were doing, just based off of the fourth quarter touchdowns, were using him as a decoy in the middle of the field because then the first touchdown in the fourth quarter, Mahomes threw it to just the sidelines to uh, Kadarius Tony, like just like a little dump off to the side, wide open. No one was covering him. Probably because they, they were doubling Kelsey. Kelsey, that was the corn dog play. Yeah, the corn dog play. That's what they call it. Yeah. yeah. And then the uh the touchdown right after that was to Sky Moore, the exact same play almost, but just on the opposite side of the field. So maybe that's what they're using Kelsey as a decoy to get these wide receivers wide open in the flanks. But I, I don't know. You're right though. He did disappear. He completely disappeared. It's the- it's funny to say he disappeared and like, you know, kind of criticize him. If you score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, you had a good game. So you can't knock him too hard for that. Yes, a hundred percent. Um, another like another thing that was talked widely about during the game and after the game 
was the grass situation. So that is my conspiracy theory for the week. Okay, that's for the week, your conspiracy theory. Well, I every time we do a show, I, I try and squeeze one in, no? Yeah, you do. Let's get into yeah. it. So all season, we've been talking about how a lot of the players, players union, want to get turf put in. Yes. They're, no, uh, sorry, they're, get the turf put, t- pulled out. They want natural gla- grass. They want natural grass. They're saying yes. there's too many injuries. There's too many problems with it. We don't like it. Like It should be outlawed. You've seen a lot of tweets, a lot of players criticizing it. I think this is the conspiracy theory. And as most of my conspiracy theories, there's more beers involved than research. But I think that the NFL purposely put bad grass in so people would be slipping and to showcase it that, hey, grass isn't always great either. Grass has problems too. You can roll your ankle on grass. So that was because they're on side with the owners. They don't want the owners to invest all this money into putting in grass fields everywhere. You're you're not wrong. It's already there. You know what? That's an interesting. If you had any, if we had any viewers at all, uh, people can might run with that. People might actually run with that conspiracy theory because it's not a bad one. Because you're right. Like it's going to cost the NFL and the owners millions and like five hundred million dollars. I don't know what the number is, but a large amount of millions to put grass into these stadiums and then maintain that grass. So this is a perfect stage to kind of have that grass fail in the biggest game of the year. And, but before the game started, Patrick Patterson, I think who used to play for the Cardinals, he said that the temperature at night when the field was outside and then them rolling it in as early as they did, he predicted this. He said the grass is going to be wet. The grass is going to be bad because of the way they had to do that. Um, But I kind of like, you know what? I hate, I think, so they could have, I think you might be onto something here. Well, you know, I say my best conspiracies for the Super Bowl, right? Like I'm, I'm coming to win my championship with the conspiracies on the podcast in Super Bowl week two, right? Like I got to elevate my game for the playoffs come championship time. I got to throw out a championship conspiracy. I can't go with a week one conspiracy. You choose an odd time. I got to say you chose an odd time to bring this up because considering the season's over, people might just not be listening to us. If they were listening to us about football and they're like, oh, there's no football. They might have just no one. Nobody might listen to this. No, but I'm still trying to get that contract for next season. Yeah. You know, I play to my final whistle. Um, my final whistle hasn't gone until the end of this podcast. I like that conspiracy theory. I like that conspiracy theory a lot, actually, because it would work. Theoretically, you're not wrong. Like if you if you sabotage the grass and people complain about it, and that's all they remember during the off season, you could get yourself another year of um, not having to have it. I don't know if you noticed or if you ever do notice the announcers that do the games, like Sunday night specifically. I hate because I can't stand Chris Collinsworth. The Super Bowl this year with Greg Olson as the color guy, he is phenomenal. <laughs> you heard what happened, which I think you're about to say. Yes. And now because Tom Brady decided to retire from football, Greg Olson is going to lose his spot as the color guy for Fox, and they're going to give it to Tom Brady. So Greg Olson goes from $10 million. I guess this doesn't matter. It's the spot. It goes from $10 million down to $3 million. Um, and he, I, he I probably won't be on air anymore for these games, which is ridiculous. He should, Greg Olson, if he's angry, if he's mad, which he should be because he's the best on TV right now. He is the best on TV right now. He should leave and go do Sunday night football and take Chris Collinsworth's spot. That's what I think should happen. The, yeah, I, I, you know what? I didn't actually notice him, but 
I think that's a sign of good things. Like when a chick's got good makeup on, you don't notice, or she does her hair real nice. You don't notice, which is an awful thing to say, but when they do it poorly, that's when you notice. And that's the same thing with the color commentator. Sometimes when it's done really well, you don't always notice because it's so fluid and just blends in so well. But when it's done poorly, like your boy Collinsworth that you dislike, it just irritates you and it takes away from everything. It does take away from everything. You want them to almost not be noticed and just give you facts about why some things are happening. You're just like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. You never want to hear something and go, what is he talking about? Which also Tony Romo, uh, word has it that at the beginning of the year, Tony Romo, who for that first season was amazing. When he got on there, he was calling out plays. He was calling out what was happening. It was annoying people sometimes, but I thought it was great. And then I think well, people criticized was... him for telling what was going to happen before it happened. Yeah, but that's good. That's what you that. want. That's what you want. And yeah, but he was too good at it. Sure, but now he's it too took bad away at the it. excitement. Now he doesn't care. He just goes, "Ah, oh, it was fun." What do you think, Jim? Well, well, that think was good. What do you what think? I was Jim? told was he was supposed to tone that down, so he just doesn't do it anymore. Which that was his like. That was his core competency, that he knew the game well, that he could predict all that stuff. Now, I don't know if they're expecting Tom Brady to do something similar, which then people just can get irritated. Well, Tom keeps saying what's going to happen before it happens. and But now that now he doesn't say anything, and it's like he hasn't been studying. He had apparently CBS gave him an intervention at the beginning of the year, being like, <laughs> you have to be better. You have to do more studying. You, you have to like, you are terrible. And he only got worse this year. So maybe he loses his spot and they bring in Greg Olson. I need to see more Greg Olson. I need to hear more Greg Olson. He's better than everybody else. It's not fair. Yeah, but you can't turn down Brady. No, you can't, but you don't have to turn away Greg Olson, right? No. But again, $3 million a year ain't too bad. No, it's not. That's that's better than a rookie in the NFL for some. (laughs) 100%. It's just a shame that we don't know if Brady's going to be good. Whereas we know right now that Greg Olson is good. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, speaking of something that was terrible on broadcasting, what the hell was with that Gronk kick of destiny? Oh my God. What the hell was with that Gronk kick of destiny? For something that was marketed so much, the when... actual execution of what you saw might have been one of the worst things in broadcast TV I've ever seen. It, it wasn't. Even live, like unless the you know Canadian what it like? version it was looked like... like they did it where the moon landing was allegedly faked. That's where it looked like they took on that fake set. And that's where they took. Where the hell was this? Like it, it didn't make any sense. I don't they know why they just didn't have him. Five second clip. Yeah, and he yeah. missed it. Like you can, I can even it happened so fast. I didn't even tell he missed it. Except he I just know. dropped to his knees and then it was over. I don't know why they wouldn't do it on like in. On the field, like during one of the TV timeouts. Well, but they couldn't because they need that field for the game. Sure, but they have they brought guys out to the field all the time during these like TV commercials. They introduced the yeah. Hall of Fame people during it, like or just do it. Like I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was a Canadian stream that was because it was like what fifteen seconds. All of a sudden, it clicked over. And it was like here's Gronk for the kick, and then they showed um, Vinatieri, <sighs> and then they went back to Gronk and he kicked it. And he missed, and then the fireworks went off, and it was like. What the hell was that? Was that it? That happened so quickly. Like there's for all the buildup of every commercial break, the Gronk kick of destiny in the third quarter. And then to have that, I was like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I just, what a letdown. Bigger letdown than the the end of the game almost. I was just confused. Very confused. Very confused. Was it even live? Like did the Americans get a longer version of it? 
It was supposed to be at the, halftime. No, it was really? supposed to be in the third quarter. I knew it was. Oh, supposed was? To be in the third okay. Quarter, I yeah. thought it was supposed to be at halftime. So they like. No, because they didn't want to take away from the uh, halftime show. No, but I mean, there's still the like the commercials leading into the halftime show, and then there's the like outro to the halftime show, right? So they don't yeah. have to actually cut away from the halftime show. Which I we gave our stance on the halftime show. I'm just against them, period, regardless of who it is. Just yeah, I don't like them, but apparently people loved it. It was a good show. It was a good halftime show. Now here's the thing that <clears throat> we're two men, so let's just tell all of our viewers who don't know that yet that we are. Two wait, men. Wait, wait, me criticizing the makeup and hair of women didn't establish that already. But... I was going to say all of our female viewers are gone from that take oh, alone yeah, about five minutes. I already screwed up. Yeah, they're mad. They're mad at you. Um, so let's double down on this. I have always been told to never comment on whether or not a woman is pregnant because she it could go horribly wrong if she's not. Now, I did send out a couple text messages and I told my girlfriend sitting beside me, like, I think she's pregnant. Or 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 their baby weight hasn't gone away yet. But I think she's pregnant just because it looked like a solid bump. Now I then I said that to my sister and my parents. I'm like, I think she's pregnant. And my sister, why? Like, why do you think that? Like, why does it have to be that? You don't know. And I was like, okay, well, geez, I'm just trying to celebrate women's bodies and what they can do and stuff. Like, calm down. But man, that probably put so many parties, like Super Bowl parties, at risk of being like completely turned around in terms of fun if she wasn't pregnant. Yeah. It's a dangerous I mean, zone. It safe, made everybody say the same thing. The safe choice is always to keep your mouth shut. The safe choice is always the safe. Puya, the safe choice with everything is always to just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, but, but don't do that. no we, risk, we, no risk, no reward. Right? We've been given a platform to not to specifically not keep our mouths shut, and no, you've already abused that by talking about women with makeup on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've already. Well, I still through the compliment, like when it's done well, it's appreciated. I actually didn't say it was appreciated. I said it's, it goes unnoticed, which is the far worse thing to say. A hundred percent. As soon as you said that, I was like, I don't know if you should be saying that, but I and I have always noticed when when a female does her makeup very well. I don't know about you. You don't, but I've always noticed it, and I've always appreciated it. Actually, no, I do notice things. It's <laughs> how I say it that I'm a very considerate person. I'm very kind. I'm loving. I'm caring. I just have this natural, mean-looking appearance on my face. So nothing I say seems genuine, regardless of how genuine it is. I'm actually a very sincere person. But do you, you know you that? I know that. I do know that. Now, yeah. now to get back on topic about the sincereness, did you watch the Super Bowl halftime show? Uh, it was on, yeah. I mean, I was watching it. Like It reminded me of the Mario levels with the level, the steps and stuff. That's what I thought too. Yeah. And, you know, I was being an idiot. I was like, is she anchored in there? Like, is she just freestanding, a pregnant mm -hmm. woman standing there? But uh, they did a good job of hiding all that and the seamless yeah. transitions between like getting on there. And at one point, she didn't have a coat. Next point, she had the puffiest coat I've ever seen. Like, it was all, it was well done for a show, but it's just too ADD for me. Like, it's how, how long is the Super Bowl halftime show? 20 minutes? It's a long time. It's not that long. I mean, in terms of a concert. It's, for a halftime show, it's far too long. But in terms of a concert, concert it's far too short. And it's – you're right. And the setup takes way too long most of the time. Um, but – Well, yeah. the setup, again, like for what they're setting up, that's the fastest setup of a concert ever. Did you know that the halftime Super Bowl performers don't get paid? Oh, yeah. 
That's, I think that's pretty common knowledge by now. Why? Because the way it works is that the NFL covers the cost of the show. They give you a budget for the show. And what it is, is that you're getting X hundred million people watching this. So if you have a new album coming up, you got a new tour coming up, this is your free chance to promote it. Because you can design your show, right? Right. But they're they're going to cover the cost of the show. And even some artists, I know like The Weeknd, I think maybe even Dr. Dre, they contribute some money out of their own pocket to make the show even bigger and better than, but than they want. So it's, just, that- it's an opportunity for you to showcase you don't have to do it how much money does that super bowl halftime show bring in it had more viewers than the actual super bowl so why can't they just be like okay so if you look at the artist how much their streams go up after they do a halftime show it's a lot and their ticket sales concert sales all that stuff merchandise whatever it is i'm sure like she did like a little uh makeup thing i forget what it was but her makeup sales for rihanna is going to go up like all that stuff like anything they do they can market it in that halftime show i don't think it's a little makeup thing i think fenty is one of the bigger no no i think i forget what she did like she put like a little lipstick on or something she put some of her she retouched her makeup during there you go that little act that's the marketing of her makeup thing i'm not saying her makeup line is little i'm saying the little act she did to do her makeup which like i said i do notice and also, I guess her website blew up after that. Yeah. So that's the free, that's the reason you don't get paid, but they, it's a great opportunity for you. Okay. But don't, I still think that they should get paid like 5%, 10% of whatever that the, like Apple sponsored it. They should get something or else it's just going to the rich people that already have it. Yeah. But that's why the NFL is a smarter business than you because they're getting it for free. Why would they start paying for something they've been getting for free? In their eyes, look at it this way from a business standpoint, they're putting up the money for the show, right? Right. They could they could flip it around and just pay the artist, here's your paycheck, do with the show what you want. We're not going to pay for the show. You put on the show. And if, the art, if they're going to pay the artist and the show looks like shit, it looks bad in the NFL, but it also looks like bad for the artist. Oh, this artist put on a terrible show. There's no production quality, nothing. They're just standing on a field singing in the dark. They took yeah, all the money now, themselves, right? Now it's because the stakes are so high now, but still the amount of money they're bringing in, you can't tell me that the artist doesn't deserve a little bit of that profit without just the, like what comes with it. Uh, this is one time I I don't really side against the NFL on it. They're doing what, a 25 minute show? I guess there's a lot of prep time and a lot of like uh, lead time that goes into it and, you know, preparations and all that. But if they are smart at marketing, which most of these artists that have gotten to that level are, they're making a ton of money back from this anyway. So they're getting paid just later on. So it's it's long-term thinking. Sure, but I still think that – I believe that they should get some type of payment from the whole process. Like Apple probably put in like $30 million to sponsor it. Yeah. You can't pay Rihanna 25000 Fifty thousand. Well, what if she? Throw away money. I don't know. I'm. I don't think they're doing too poorly. I think they're all okay. I don't know how many of these halftime performers have declared bankruptcy six months after doing the, uh, the halftime show. <laughs> I think she. Like, I think Rihanna's on her way to being a billionaire if she's not already. I think she's going to be okay. I think she is a billionaire there from her go. from her makeup line. I think she's exactly. That's like what I mean. I don't think five billion or something like that. Yeah, and you don't become a billionaire by accident like that, right? So unless you're born into it. But I think there was a tweet after the Super Bowl where someone said she's like the greatest millionaire of all time, and then she responded with, "Make that billionaire." There you go. 
Dude. But still, give her that twenty five thousand. It's nothing to anybody. I just think that like it's she got twenty five thousand dollars. She got a free ticket to like center stage to the Super Bowl. That's got to be worth twenty five thousand dollars. Did you see that some of the players wanted to stay out and watch the game? I saw the thing about the uh, Mahomes said Andy Reid said if you go out to see the show, just keep walking because you're not playing after that. Yeah, I agree with them. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be worried about that. No, if you're up forty three to three going into yeah, halftime, yes. okay, let them watch the show. Yeah, but that was a tight game. That was a game where, like, yeah, if they lost focus, hundred percent, hundred percent. There's just the kicker for the Bengals last last year in LA that stayed out and watched the game, which they weren't happy about. Apparently, watch the again, watch the show, not the game. But he and he didn't miss a field goal though. He didn't cost him anything, did he? No, no. So then it worked out. Well, they didn't win the game, but McPherson, yeah, yeah. but it all worked out. Okay. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about the MVP awards that they got handed out. Our predictions were pretty much bang on, except for... Comeback player. Comeback player was Geno Smith. And the only reason that I think that we were wrong about this was we don't believe that he should even be in the talks for it. Well, I think you and I are just a little too hung up on the definition of comeback, where, I mean, we even discussed the definition in week whatever... Yeah, meant somebody who overcame adversity. But I just thought I, I like Barkley's game for it. But I get it. The Geno Smith overcame a lot too. But but he anyway. didn't overcome. He overcame ten years of just not being good. He does again. We said this last time. He's the most improved player. I don't think he's the comeback player. Yeah, but the one that I didn't like is the MVP, and I have a theory on that. Not that Mahomes doesn't deserve it. But I think some of the past couple of years, Mahomes could have been, deserved it as well. But they gave it to like Rodgers or so past couple of years. And so this is partly making up for some of the things that Mahomes didn't get because some other legends of the game were getting their accolades. Now they're going to make it up. I think Jalen Hurts for the MVP award deserved it just as much as Mahomes. I, I don't see why for the regular season Mahomes deserved it any more than Jalen Hurts. I agree. I think that Hurts was better during the – or during the season, I think he, I think he meant more to his team for sure. Um, but for Mahomes, sure. I mean, it's, I I have no knocks against Mahomes winning it. No, he deserves it. Like the thing about Mahomes is he deserves all the credit he gets. I just hate how he gets all this credit. Like you know, he's so beloved by so many people. It's like he's God. He can't, uh, you know, he walks on water, and he does nothing wrong. He's not a hateable guy. He doesn't say anything mean. He plays the game very well. He's just very skilled. So there's no yeah. knocks against him, but there's just, there's a lot of love, which I think just kind of takes away from some other players, but I agree. Yeah, you can't hate Mahomes for it. He's just going out there and playing great. That's all he's yeah. doing. No, you can't hate him for it. And he's yeah. still deserving of it. It just, I yes. think it's hurts hurts. Maybe hopefully we'll win one, one year. Hopefully the Eagles will be back. Both their offensive and defensive coordinators got head coaching jobs with the Colts and the Cardinals um, offensive coordinator to the Colts and defensive coordinator to the Cardinals. Um. Yeah, they they got depleted there, eh? Yeah, they did. Also, they have a lot of free agents. There might be in a little bit of trouble. The Eagles next year. Yeah, that's well. Can we bring up another Eagles thing? Like you say, you want to see the Eagles there again next year. They flipped the first car in the first quarter. <laughs> the yeah. fans. Yeah, the fans. I don't like the Eagle. I mean, I don't like that part about the Eagles fans. Like, there's like, calm down. Everybody, calm. Down. I kind of missed this part, but someone was explaining to me that. Their fans in the stadium were booing the Hall of Famers they were introducing at the beginning. 
Oh, really? Did you see I that? Didn't. No, I didn't. I, I I missed it too, but someone was saying that that happened. I think that's, that's obscure that they were doing that. If they were, strange. I can't say that they were. They were greasing up the poles in Philly. So oh, they always do that. Climbing. They know that's the thing. That's a tradition, you know. They're, that's, that's they're climbing those poles. They do that. But. That is wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the rest of the – it was Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jefferson, Defense Player of the Year, Bosa. Uh, rookie, Offense, Garrett Wilson, Defense, Sauce, uh, Gardner, Coach Brian Dable. No problem with any of that stuff. Walter Payton, which we talked earlier, we don't know what this – it's the best man on and off the field in terms of, like, community service and how Just the outstanding individual yeah. on and off. Dak yeah. Prescott, which, I mean, he didn't come to my birthday, so I don't know what he's done – I don't know if he's my Walter. Uh, I got to defend Dak Prescott on this one. I tried to call you on your birthday. I couldn't even get a call back. That's not true. There's no way that's true. There, that is true. We can I'm gonna go through the my, text. I'm going to go through text. I'm going to go through all my things and we'll talk about it. Oh, <laughs> shit. We don't have a next week's episode. No. Maybe we can get signed to another podcast. Maybe we the can get- The off-season podcast. A pod, that's a good idea. A pod, You can host this one. I'll let you do that. I thought I was a co-host. I thought we were co-hosts. We are co-hosts, yeah. But you complained a couple of weeks ago about about it not being fair. No, no. I complained when you said, (laughs) get off my show. (laughs) So the off-season with Puya and Tyler. And what are we talking about? We just talk about whatever we want? No, I think it's called Pillow Talk with P&T. Pillow Talk with P&T. I think less people are going to tune into that. Whereas if we talk the off-season. Different demographic. We can at least still be sports-based. Oh, we're going sports-based. I don't know. We can talk about anything. We can talk about who you are as a person. We can talk who I am as a person. But who I am as a person is just sports-based. That's alcohol-based too a little bit, no? There's a little bit of alcohol involved. Yeah. I saw you sipping some wine earlier. I'm almost out. Podcast is almost (laughs) over. (laughs) Um, That's not a bad idea. Maybe if our uh, producers are listening, Jordan, you could support us with another podcast to get everybody, not just us, but to get the viewers that are dedicated to us to listen to something called the off season. Maybe we'll talk about girls. Maybe we'll talk about dogs. Maybe we'll talk about cars. This is a bad more about cars than dogs. This is a bad segue. I do have a car podcast. (laughs) So I do know a little bit about cars called the pit stop podcast, uh, which will be coming back uh, in a, in a couple weeks, actually. I don't need to plug that on here. Um, all right, Puya, let's do this. Let's do the off-season podcast. Yes, I think. Uh, What's the first topic? The we we would just talk. Well, about I think that. we we take that off the air and finish this podcast. We finish strong on the one we're on, rather than transitioning mid podcast to another one. But we're not signed to this one. I've considering we're at the end of this podcast. I've got no loyalty towards it anymore. Yeah. I don't think this is the NBA where the players have all the power. I think this is still the NFL where the teams have all the power. If they want to bench you, they can bench you. This is not the NBA where you can just demand a trade and you're going somewhere. So then what you're saying is that we should just thank all the viewers for listening all season, finish strong, and then hope that this little back and forth has got us a new podcast. Well, we'll see. Let's finish strong. Did you like that little Juju Smith-Schuster? And um, No, let's talk about that real quick. Juju Smith-Schuster is a piece of shit, and I hate his guts. Now, here's the thing about Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, if Bradbury didn't come out after the game and said, I held him, penalty, didn't think they were going to call it, it's on me, and then have all of the Eagles players back him up and be like, yeah, well, that's sometimes that's how it goes, blah, blah, blah. One play doesn't cost the game. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster's tweet about 
holding on to loved ones or whatever was funny. But it's not funny considering that Bradbury already admitted that he he was the problem. You know what I mean? Like it's better if it's like it's not fun making fun of someone who's already upset about it. Yeah, especially it's not like a shit talking game. Yeah. You know, that was kind of a classy game going both ways. There's no need to like rub it into the loser's face about that. I don't know. Maybe something happened on the sidelines between them. But he But does... even after the game, like even in like a public personification of the two of them, Bradbury came out, said, I'm sorry, um, I cost the game and was upset and sad at himself about it. To then go and pile on him about that same thing is it'd be funnier if Bradbury was like, No, fuck that bullshit. This is a bullshit lead, this is a bullshit call. And then Juju tweeted that out, that would be funnier. Yeah. Like, there's just no point in picking on the kid that's already in the corner upset at himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, who is Juju Smith-Schuster to, like, say any of this? He doesn't have a contract at the end of this year. He was not wanted. Well, the call-out, that was the whole thing of the uh, the A.J. Brown part. I love yeah, that was call. great. Great call-out. What did he say? He's like, you're a compliment sandwich of, like, good job. But remember, you were nobody. You were almost out of the league before Pat Mahomes resurrected your career and made you something. He went on and on and on, and he said, but anyway, congratulations. Yeah, like that's that's a great response. Also, oh, yeah. I think Bradbury pointed out today, he's an all-pro, by the way. He has he has six interceptions on the season, and Juju Smith-Schuster only has three touchdowns. Like, Juju needs to know when to shut up. I mean, I don't know. I, I've always had a problem with these Steelers wide receivers. I don't know why they always kind of like need to know that they have per- they're basketball players. They need to have that personality side to them, but it doesn't work in football. It just doesn't. It never has. And we'll see where Juju is next year when we hopefully do our preseason uh, podcast where we get all of our predictions completely accurate and people don't listen, but we're dead accurate about everything. Yeah. We take the Bengals next year. This is our early pick to, to win it. No early pick. Um, Early pick to win it next year. You're going Chargers. If you take the Chargers, I'm taking the Raiders. I will go. I think I'm going Bengals. I'm going to go Detroit Lions. That's a good pick. I'm going to go Detroit Lions. Or the Jacksonville Jaguars. That would be fun. Yeah. That'd be the lowest rated um, Super Bowl ever. The Lions versus the Jaguars. Nobody would watch. Nobody would watch that. Who's the halftime show? Yeah, they'd, they'd have to get somebody. They'd have to pay him to do that one. They would have to pay someone to do that one. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. Okay, everybody. Thank you for listening all year. Thank you for listening to this episode. Even though there's no more football, um, I appreciate every one of you because we are nobodies that just want to have fun and talk. And maybe somebody will listen. Um, Puya, do you want to say anything to the fans? No, hopefully we'll be back next year, maybe other podcasts, and we'll get a little more research, a little less beers, but there'll still be some beers. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. If you've been listening and stuck with us this entire season. And maybe look out for our next podcast called The Off Season. Who knows? Who knows? But thank you for tuning in to Running Down the Clock um, on the Ordinary Ordinary Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Yeah, we have merch. We have merch. We have merch. We have merch. We have merch.
Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.